Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Or let's bring him in now, Steve Novak, co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour and Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Steve, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm getting excited. I was down in uh, Chicago this past weekend, and everywhere you go, I mean, between the auto show and the All-Star game, the entire town is just geeked up. So... Uh, first and foremost, uh, I found it interesting the other night when you and I had Pat Connaughton on. He really believes that a lot of guys on that team believe that they are going to use somewhat as they consider the snubs from the All-Star game that is going to propel them in the second half of the season. Let's start there. Yeah, you know, I think that it's a group that is was for sure deserving of more, I think, All-Star attention and nods, whether it was Eric Bledsoe or Brooke Lopez or Dante DiVincenzo getting in the rising stars game i think it's awesome and deserving that you know Giannis is in and chris middleton's in i think it's slaps you in the face a little too much for those guys not to be in and you know chris will be in the skills challenge this this weekend at all-star and pat will be in the dunk contest that'll be fun but again you know i think when when you are the, the team right now that's sitting at 45 wins and seven losses there is an expectation that you know guys get rewarded for being the best team because as a whole you guys are performing the best and doing what needs to be done and I think they should be rewarded. We've seen teams in the past, like the Atlanta Hawks, uh, have all five starters in the All-Star game, which I know was a bit of an anomaly, not not normal. But I think you're right. These guys are going to use it as motivation. And at a time when you're spanking teams by so much, I think it's it's good to find motivation where you can. And I think it is a good place to just say, hey, we're not getting the attention we deserve, but if we win a championship and we keep doing what we're doing, they're going to get all the attention they want. Uh, this team has been playing incredible basketball. Is there any reason to believe that? Uh, look, I know the All-Star game is all about getting your legs under you and feeling refreshed for the stretch run, but it's part of me is kind of like, man, they're playing such good basketball and they're so hot right now. Any reason to believe that the All-Star break would just cool them off? Well, you know, I think that there was that thought last year, too, where, you know, most Bucks fans, myself growing up included, you, you went, I, I can't remember the last time there was a team that was this good, this dominant, and it almost creates anxiety for you because you go like, come on, oh, I don't win too many games too fast. I know they're on pace to win 60 when it was last season. You're like, oh, save it. You know, don't play too good. But, I, you know, I just don't think that's a real thing. I mean, I think that this team is, is backing it up. They're showing that, you know, that they're getting better. And that's, to me, why you just don't have to worry about are they peaking? Are they playing too well too soon? Because they, they have improved. I think you look at last year, they won 60 games. Yes, they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. But if you don't think that that was a, a huge step to go through that and to come out and now be in this season, and to have guys like Giannis who won the MVP last year, he is dramatically improved. There's no debating that. And you see guys like Brooke Lopez right now going five for five from three last game against Orlando. His shooting has been down this year, but he's improving. Wes Matthews, I think, the last three games, he's had two of those games. He's had four threes in one of them and five threes in another. And he was a guy who was mostly defensive-minded and not 
you know, offensively almost, I would say, necessary for the Bucks to win. But now you're kind of seeing him emerge. So I think the Bucks are getting better, to be honest. And it's not like they're stagnant and just kind of holding still. So to me, that's the exciting part is they're the best team in the league and they continue to show signs and find guys that continue to, to get better right now. The uh, Obviously, Giannis is the straw that stirs the drink, but one of the things that you and I talked about the other night, Steve, was the efficiency of this team as a whole with all the role players, all the different guys that can do many different things, and the fact that they were kind of quiet. They were quiet at the trade deadline. I did not, I'll be honest, I didn't expect them to make a deal unless there was something so outlandish out there that was going to benefit this team wholeheartedly. I didn't think that they would make a deal just to make a deal. So with everything they have and standing pat, you feel still good about this team? You know, I think you have to because they're clearly the best regular season, and I'll give you that, the best regular season team in the league right now. But every single year you're going to look at the regular season and you're going to try to figure out who the best team is going to be in the playoffs. And right now, based on this season, I think we saw who this team was last year. They were a team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they lost four straight games, shockingly, but were probably one shot away in game three of the Eastern Conference Finals from being the world champs they were, when they lost in overtime in game three in Toronto. If they win that game, they're probably the world champs right now. So you're talking about a team that was a shot away from being the champs. And you look at Toronto last year, and they were a shot away when Kawhi got that shot to bounce six times on the rim, and they beat Philly away from not even being – the team that the Bucks played in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think you think about how close all that was last year and now where all those teams are, where Philly's at, where Toronto's at. They're playing well, but they're not the Bucks. They don't have Kawhi anymore. And, and I think you do. You go, look, this team is proving it on a daily basis. They're playing good basketball. Can we continue to just talk only positive about them for forever? Well, truthfully, if they continue to be as dominant as they are in the regular season and they show it in the playoffs, then yes. And so, no, I'm truly not alarmed or concerned or there's no underlying anything that makes me think, you know, they really got to figure that out for the postseason. There's, there's, there's just not that right now. And so we'll see. The matchups will, will come, and it won't be a, an easy road all the way through. But, I mean, they're playing great basketball right now. Talking with Steve Novak, host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, also the Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst as well. So one of the questions that came up was Bledsoe. Obviously, you know, he's having a solid season. Him and Middleton are having really good seasons. It doesn't mean a ton until you get to the postseason. What do you see different in a guy like Bled right now versus maybe what we saw in him last year? You know, I think what I see is an awareness in him of him playing his role to a T um, and being completely just bought into doing exactly – what he needs to do for this team. And I think part of it has been him being on the Milwaukee Bucks as of last year, as of half a season before that, and and really understanding what this team needs. And so when you look at the starting lineup right now, and you have Giannis averaging 30, and you have Middleton averaging 20, and you have Bledsoe averaging 15, Eric Bledsoe, when he came to the Milwaukee Bucks, I think there was the question, will him averaging 15 points, five assists, and being the the best guard defender on this team, will that be enough for him? And I think he had been the go-to guy in Phoenix and been, had been asked to do more. But on this team, I think he is 100% bought in, which is a huge deal in the NBA. You're seeing a group that is bought in, I think, largely led by Eric Bledsoe, a guy who I think we all know he's capable of scoring 25 points a game. But he's scoring 15 points a game. He's bought in. He's guarding his butt off. He's 
fighting through screens. And this Bucks team is the number one defensive team in the league in the last three games. No one's even shot the ball over 40% against the Bucks, And I think that, you know, that just can't go unnoticed when you look at Bledsoe and the impact he's having because he's a he's a huge part of that. The uh, You want to call it X-Factors, if you will. I like a guy like DiVincenzo. When you look, you brought up one of his numbers the other day when you talk about the efficiency numbers that he's brought to the table. Did you see this coming when he first came into the league? Uh, I don't think I saw his impact happening this quickly. I think that you saw a guy who had one big at Villanova, and you knew he had performed his best when the lights were the brightest in the NCAA tournament, in the in the in the championship games, and he was you know coached by Jay Wright, a guy who it's not like there's guys just sneaking around a program like that and having some good games. He was proving himself and was a a guy who was one of the top players in college basketball. So I think you knew he was capable and would likely be able to prove what he could do at some point. But to see him banged up last year and not really get a full year, year of NBA basketball under his belt and then look the way he does this year um, has really been impressive to me. I think his defense and his activity and his speed and athleticism is beyond what I would guess most everybody thought he was going to be in this league. He was a really good college player, but to, to duplicate that in the NBA when you're he started 20 games this year for the Bucs in place of Middleton and Bledsoe and I mean, the guy's got one of the top net ratings, top offensive ratings, top defensive ratings in the league because when he's on the floor, the groups that he is with is successful. And I think that that just speaks to his savvy and his ability to impact the game in really just his first, I would call it his first full season as a, as a healthy NBA player. So to me, his impact has been impressive because you're not talking about plugging him in on the worst team in the league. This is the number one team in the league, and he's, he's been a big part of that. Um, when you talk about uh, the number one team in the league, the, the the Bucks rank in just about every category up there. I mean, they've been fantastic. So my question is, is there an Achilles heel that, say, a team pushes them to the brink that this particular category, is it, is it free throw shooting? Is, it, is, is there something that you could say, okay, if I'm going to be, say, Nick Nurse coming into the end of the season, and we all know he did a pretty fair job against the, the Bucks last year in, in saying everybody else beat you, but Giannis wasn't, wasn't going to. Is there an Achilles heel that this team has that you say, eh, you know what, if there's going to be something that gets them, this might be it? You know, I would say this. I would say the Bucks, when they've lost, have given up a lot of threes. And I think that it's largely strategic on their part. I think it's part of the game plan, and it's for the reasons you just said. When you're talking about a, a, a postseason series, what are the things that are going to be really tough for a team that you're playing against to do four times against you? And so when you see the Bucks lose a game here, lose a game there, obviously only seven so far this year, a lot of those they've given up 19, 21, 22 three-pointers in their losses. But to that point, they've only lost seven games this year playing that system. And so I think it's hard for teams to figure out how to make 21, 22 three-pointers against the best team in the league. But it is the one area that the Bucks are willing to give up and almost say, I think, at some point, against some teams go ahead if you can make 22 you can win but can you do it in a four game series against us that's highly unlikely so i i think that's the area in the regular season you're seeing that they that when they lose that's the stat that stands out but i think looking back to last year if there was something the bucks needed to improve in order to take that little extra step to win a championship instead of losing the Eastern conference finals i think it was perimeter shooting even though they were very good at it they needed to have 
a few more pieces, and I think that they've got those with the growth of Giannis's perimeter shooting with a guy like Robin Lopez now stepping out and the, the, the addition of Kyle Korver. I think just having those extra threats, and to me, Kyle Korver is going to be a really big deal in the playoffs. I think we're going to see his real value when the postseason starts, but that's the area to me that improved perimeter shooting for a team that already was a really good perimeter shooting team, but because it's important to have that around Giannis, who's demanding so much attention in the paint, I think that's the area that if the Bucks shoot the ball better from the perimeter and they continue to do what they're doing everywhere else, you know, it's going to be it's going to be hard to beat this team four times. Bucks uh, wave Dragon Bender and they bring in Marvin Williams. So my question is, where does he fit in with this prorated, you know, veterans minimum, so to speak? Yeah, I think it's a great signing. I don't think it's it was a spontaneous kind of thing where they were like, oh, Marvin Williams, we'll we'll take this guy. I think he's a, a guy that is was very respected around the league for who he is in the locker room. He's a veteran guy. He was the number two pick in the draft back in 2005, and he's been in the league for a very long time. So I think he is a guy that really in the right situations, when he's on good teams playing for the right reasons, the ball's moving. He shoots the ball 40% from three, very good long wing defender, and career-wise averages about 10 points a game when uh, when he's being played, and it's not a, a, a bad team that he's on where he kind of sits. So you're talking about a 10 points, 40% from three, can do it on both ends kind of guy. But I don't expect to see him come in and, you know, take someone's spot or play really heavy minutes. But I think him as an insurance policy and a a locker room piece that does add, you know, a, a veteran presence, I think he just fits right in with this group perfectly. Steve, always good. We're off this week and then back at it uh, for the Milwaukee Basketball Hour the following week. We're up at uh, Concordia University. Heading up there to, I guess, entertain the students and hang out for a while. So that should be a lot of fun. That should be crazy. All the students will be there. Yeah, we'll have uh, one of the guys out there to talk some bucks. And yeah. it'll be a fun one. That'll be a good one. Steve, always a pleasure, buddy. We'll talk again next week. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. There you go. Enjoy the break. There you go. Steve, uh, our buddy Steve Novak, co-host of the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst as well. Joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.